Hey, party people. It's Damon D here. Welcome to the Under Review Show. Happy Friday. We're here to set you off into the weekend, as we always do, with the Sports Apocalypse podcast. Friday afternoons, uh, I bring you everything up to date on the week that was in sports betting, and uh, we set you up to get into the weekend so you go make some money. Or hopefully make some money if you're smart about it and you listen to me. Uh, Of course, I'm Damon D. This podcast brought to you by the good people of betonline.ag. Head there today. All of the lines and odds and news and interesting tidbits that we use on the show come from uh, BetOnline. And you can see them all there. And uh, they're great about keeping us uh, up to speed on the inside ins and outs of what's going on. Um, in the world of sports betting. Today, we're of course going to talk about our football coming up, but before we do that, uh, we had to bring the man back uh, himself for a couple of reasons. Um, It's Sandu MMA from at Sandu MMA all over the internet. Uh, he comes on and he, he does our previews from our for our major uh, UFC and mixed martial arts events that we have going on, gives us some picks, gives us some insights. Uh, he's a fantastic mixed martial arts journalist, um, and he, he offers some fantastic perspective on things as well as some picks. So we've got a fight night coming this week, and that's not entirely the reason we have him back here. Of course, Anderson Silva's fighting, um, maybe my favorite fighter of all time. Um, definitely top three. Uh, So that's something we need to talk about. But I think even more we need to talk about is for the first time in the history of maybe the existence of the universe and or this podcast, we had um, our guests come on, make his selections. We give them all imaginary money and then we actually bet for them. Um, Give him selections and he ran the table on UFC 254 last weekend. Congratulations and welcome back to the show, Sandu MMA, how does it feel to just run the table like that, man? It feels great. Like <laughs> normal, like you said, run the table, get them all, you know, correct in terms of my predictions, and then see the results. Kind of, you know, fan out of the way they did was was phenomenal. And and you know what's funny or, or what's exhilarating if you're you know a sports better or, or a gambler and you and you throw in a parlay when you start to see the accumulation of results go your way you get pretty damn excited it is when a that, thing when that third result comes in and the fourth result the fifth result it's just man it's, it's hard to describe the emotions get to you yeah absolutely man it's it's it was a wild it was a wild ride you know and, and we even talk about it all the time where it's just um it's so hard in 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 mixed martial arts it's just yeah. so freaking hard for this stuff to uh, to, to predict it's not handicapping in the same way other sports are a there's way less variables um that go into it home um away injuries for other players uh performances against uh, specific matchups you know I mean, things like that that you factor into it um it's simplistic in that way yet 40 million times more unpredictable and we talk about it all the time where it's just like some of them you just oh i make you make picks so you make them and then a lot of times though you're just like in, in normal cases i would just sit back and you know crack a beer and just enjoy the show right and uh, we make you make picks and it, it's awesome that you that you ran ran the table and and this is um this is who you picked um and kalayev um magomed kalayev you picked him as a favorite lauren murphy yep. Minus 225. Phil Hawes won. Alexander Volkov won. Um, your Whitaker pick was the one that it was a tough one, but it was ba- it was barely a favorite at minus 109. But that's when we made the most money. You made almost 100 bucks off that that single $100 bet. And then now uh, you pick Khabib. You only made 30 bucks off that. Um, but, you know, 
man, overall, you, you, you racked in over $300 on your $600 in bets, you know? So you walked in with $600 and you came out with over $1,000 in your pocket. What a phenomenal weekend to have. Um, and also, um, uh, I, I know I, I texted you your, uh, your bet slip um, yes. after that. You have that that you should just you should put on a T-shirt and just wear it around <laughs> wherever you go. I tell you what, man, talking about that Robert Whitaker Jared Cannonier fight, didn't we say going in to the weekend that was going to be the one that yeah. could go either way? Yeah. And that that ended up being the one fight on the main card that went to decision, and it was two rounds to one to Robert Whitaker. So even the the idea of how the fight may play out actually ended up playing out just in that fashion yeah yeah exactly it, it was one of those weird ones i mean this whole card obviously for you it went exactly how you thought it was going to go um yep. <laughs> and so uh, um, but let's let's just talk a quick recap about that um some interesting things that came out of it now for starters let's talk uh, about uh, whitaker and his pathway because we spent a lot of time both of us expressing how um, we thought and still for the most part think that this guy is still the next best thing, um, but needed to to win here, needed it in order yeah. to continue that pathway. Let's talk about Whitaker and then let's talk about Khabib after that. Hell yeah. So Robert Whitaker did exactly what a former champion should do. He got back on the horse. He had a great performance against Darren Till a few months ago. He won there and he beat Jared Cannonier, who was undefeated at 185 pounds. He was coming in riding a three-fight win streak. So like we talked about, Robert Whitaker is elite-level competition. He's probably the best middleweight outside of the current champion, Israel Adesanya. Now, in the lead-up to the fight, Israel Adesanya was very open to saying, hey, I'd love to give Jared Cannonier an opportunity at my title should he win. He was a little lukewarm on the idea of fighting Robert Whitaker again only because he just beat the guy yeah. like less than a year ago, right? So Robert Whitaker did everything except one thing, Damon. And this is one of the, one of my biggest pet peeves. And, and I can't take, I can't really go at it on too many fighters because everyone's got different personalities but the one thing robert whitaker didn't do is throw in a great promo on the mic mm. he didn't say hey israel adesanya i'm coming for you or he didn't say hey i want that rematch i want adesanya when he was given a layup by john anik who was asking him hey who do you want to fight next do you want to fight israel adesanya next robert whitaker essentially shrugged his shoulders said i don't know i'm gonna leave it into the hands of the ufc i'm gonna go home and enjoy my christmas and listen that's the kind of personality <laughs> he has but that's yeah. something that he may come to regret at some point down the line because now there's all this rumor and talk about israel adesanya maybe moving up to light heavyweight and challenging Jan Blahovich for the UFC 205 strap. So Robert Whitaker, in my opinion, did everything everything uh, correct. He won the fight. It was on a big event, the biggest pay-per-view of, of 2012 as we get into this final uh, quarter. And, and he did everything except cut the promo. But hey, you know, you can't fault him with that if he doesn't have it in his personality. Um, yeah, and that's yeah, that's the thing too. There, there you go. We we talked about all the elements that uh, collectively make up a super duper star in this sport, and yeah. that is unequivocally one of them, right? That's one unequivocally. You just you also need to be this this uh, uh, overbearingly charismatic, get people jacked up type of person, right? Whether you are or you aren't. Um, exactly that but you must carry that persona in the ring kind of outside of the ring too pretty interesting and i yeah i feel like um it was a bit of a womp womp and then adesanya is like it, it, it didn't fire him up at all he's just like oh, i'm just gonna go do me instead of 
you know, putting my energy into uh, uh, turning this into a super fight, right? He's going to go around and look for somebody who wants to play, right? Yeah. Wants, yeah. wants to play fun on the mic and, and get get this thing pumped up and going. And you want some pay-per-view values on it. Um, let's talk a bit about that main event um, and how it f- unfolded as a fight, which is basically what you said was going to happen. And then uh, and then everything after afterwards. Yeah, I mean... This was once again just another dominant performance by Khabib Nurmagomedov, and he's ended his run as the the UFC lightweight champion. He defeats Conor McGregor, he defeats Dustin Poirier, and on this past weekend he defeated Justin Gaethje. And the most incredible thing about these performances, he's defeated each of these opponents quicker and better than the previous. Defeats Conor McGregor in round four, defeats Dustin Poirier in round three, and then he defeats Justin Gaethje in round two. Just one of the greatest lightweights of all time. At his, in, his, in his prime, with the peak of his powers, 29-0, undefeated, and then he shocks the world. He gets on the mic, takes off his gloves, and says he's going to retire from the sport. Obviously, we all know it's been very well documented that his father passed away this year. And according to Khabib and the interview he gave John Anik, in the octagon, you know, even just getting to this fight was a struggle. He like, it sounds yeah. as though his family and specifically his mother was really pleading with him not to fight anymore, but he kind of convinced her to allow him to fight this one more time. But he gave her his word that this would be it. This would be the final time he would be fighting. And so he's retired technically right now. He's retired a couple of days ago, uh, following the fight, the UFC listed him, as the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Uh, That was uh, something that Khabib always wanted to achieve. So he's achieved it. He's achieved uh, undefeated streak, lightweight champion, arguably the greatest lightweight of all time, currently the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world, and he walks away from the sport. And what can you say? You know, everyone knows that the fight game is the hurt business. And for, for, for him to get in, get rich, have an incredible legacy and get out, you can't blame him. The only thing uh, that uh, I guess you know stings everybody that's a fight fan is we just want to see the best continue to fight a yeah. little bit longer. Yep. He is 31 in the it's best crazy. shape of his life at the peak of his powers, like I said. No one's coming close to beating this guy. And so as a fight fan, you want to see you know him continue uh, at least for a few more. Um, so I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, for him... To be so, you know, strong and powerful about giving his mother his word that I don't think he's looking to break um, to to come back to the UFC um, would be astonishing to me. That being said, that being said, in the last 24 hours, UFC President Dana White has given an interview, and it seems as though there might be the possibility of him returning for one more. It sounds as though from a conversation Dana White had with Khabib Nurmagomedov that there's hope that he may come back for one more because his father's wish was for him to make 30. it to 30. And yeah, 0. hit 30. Yeah. yeah. So let's see what happens. Let's yeah. see what happens. Uh, but right now, all we can do is you know put up our hands and, and pay homage and pay respect to one of the greatest fighters to ever uh, compete in the UFC octagon. Yeah, you know, and you're absolutely right. I think that you know, because th- there's an interesting thing about Khabib that we uh, uh, that we don't get with a lot of other fighters. I don't think he cares about the money. 
You know, yeah. I don't think he gives a shit about that. He's rich. I mean, I mean he's like, where's he from? Durgastan, right? Like he's, yeah. he's, he's Durgastanian rich now too, <laughs> right, which isn't, right. it's not like he's living, he's buying real estate in like LA, right? Yeah. He's, he's Durgastanian rich, which is bananas for the rest of his life. He's, he's taken care of and so is his family. I think, uh, I think his family means more to him than, than, than any of that money. Um, and I think the only thing that, that he might care about more than um, his mom giving his word to his mom or, or his family or whoever would be that legacy of his, of his father. And uh, that 30 fight thing, I think uh, he comes back for one. It's got to be like a GSP or somebody though. It ought to be GSP or there has to be somebody emerging in lightweight that is just an absolute, that is like Ivan Dra- Drago. Like, you know what I mean? Somebody who's just obliterating people like a Mike Tyson-esque kind of personality and, and human that just is destroying them and calling calling him out and it has to happen within two years i think it's the only thing that gets him out because he doesn't really care he doesn't care about the adulation he doesn't care about his instagram following he doesn't care about the money he doesn't care about anything so um i think this is a pretty in terms of how um <laughs> retirements go in combat sports <laughs> which don't mean anything um his is pretty locked in i think yeah, uh, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the guy is all about respect. He's all about his legacy. He's all about his word. And I've been to Dagestan in Russia. I've been there once. I actually spent some time with Khabib. And let me tell you, you don't need you know that much money uh, to, to live well there. And yeah. The fact that this guy has headlined numerous pay-per-views, he's got multiple millions in the bank, and he's the kind of athlete, Damon, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, he can walk away from the sport right now and have a million opportunities to continue to generate income and to and continue to generate revenue with, through sponsorship as a brand ambassador. Um, he's still going to be you know involved in the sport, coaching fighters. He's going to oh, take yeah. on the mantle of his of, of his father. So just because he's not going to fight anymore doesn't mean he's still not going to be involved a in the fight game, but b as a personality. He's got like one of the biggest social media followings uh, in not just MMA, but in the sport. Like over the last week, there were guys like Cristiano Ronaldo, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and other sports stars from different um, from different sports all heaping praise on Khabib. So he's a legit icon. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't think, and once again, I don't think those those types of concerns, you know, like uh, McGregor wants to make money. We all know that. He loves the adulation. He wants people talking about him. He needs to be the center of attention. All of those boxes lead to retire, unretire. He retires just because people talk about him and he keeps him in the news cycle for long, longer, right? Where uh, I don't think those boxes are checked for Khabib. And um, even if a few of them are, I think he has the means to do that though. He, he you know, he'll open a gym or he'll, he'll contribute meaningful, you know, meaningfully in a way. Um, but it's just those basic big ticket things that are far less important to a guy like that. Speaking of retirement though, uh, one of the goats or could have been the goat and then just kind of fell off a cliff like most aging fighters do. Anderson Silva, man, the guy was untouchable. He was, he was Bruce Lee. He was a ninja. He was, you know what I mean? He was that, he was a, a, a comic book character come to life beating um, full grown men who train their lives to defeat him like he was on, um, you know, easy mode in, in a, in a, in a combat video game. And that's Anderson Silva, uh, swan song this weekend. Let's talk a bit about that matchup. Yeah. I mean, 
Anson Silva, arguably, I mean, there's been a lot of talk this week about who is the GOAT, you know, coming off the, the Khabib fight. Then we had John Jones, you know, chirp up a little bit on social media. And then as, you know, things tend to happen in the fight game, Damon, the, the MMA community and fight fans all want to weigh in. Is it, is it GSP? Is it Anson Silva? Is it Khabib? Is it John Jones? And so here we have, you know, literally we're, we're still reeling of the idea of Khabib Nurmagomedov never fighting again. And we're heading into a weekend when one of the other goats, one of the other greatest of all time, Anthony Silva, an icon of the sport. You know, if you've been a fan of the UFC and, and the fight game for, say, the last 15 years or so, he was someone that you raved about to your friends. He was someone that you would carve out time in your weekend to watch fight. You know, can you imagine if social media was as big as it is today when Anthony break courtesy of chris weidman uh on the december show and um you know look when you're someone that's been a career combat athlete and you are 45 years of age oh. it's gonna be tough man it's gonna be tough and he's going up against a guy in uriah hall who is 36 who obviously is his junior who's honestly riding a nice win streak right now he's got a couple of wins under his belt yeah Uriah Hall has been a little bit inconsistent throughout his career, but I feel like lately he's starting to put it together. This isn't an easy one for me to call because like the heart weighs heavy on this one. You would love to see Anderson Silva leave the UFC and leave the sport with a, with a, with a win, with a knockout, with another highlight reel, spectacular um, knockout or something like that. But I don't know. It's hard for me to kind of pick him here, Damon. And Anthony Silva's openly said, hey, you know, this is my last fight in yeah. the UFC. Maybe he continues to fight and maybe it's not going to be in the UFC anymore. Maybe it's going to be for a different promotion or maybe it's going to be for a different sport. We're, we're, we're seeing what's happening with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. now, and the, the League of Legends and all that kind of stuff. So Anthony Silva's wanted to fight Roy Jones Jr. for a very long time. But right now, we're just hours away from Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva. They've weighed in. They've su successfully made weight. They they looked good. Uriah Hall looked really good. He looked really healthy, and he looks on point. Um, so I'm going to go with Uriah Hall here, Damon. I'm going to go with Uri Uriah Hall because if you're going to make a bet, you have to bet with your head and not your heart. Yeah, and this is one of those things. I'm probably not even going to bet on it just because I think Anderson's going to get pummeled. And, uh, yeah, he might have been – he was my favorite for a time. He was the GOAT for me. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you have to look at the full body of work in order to anoint somebody as great as they uh, as they are, not just a couple years of his career. And, unfortunately, I don't think he's GOAT status any longer, even though he was my far beyond – there was no close second. He was my top three favorite fighters of all time. That's how much I liked that guy. Uh, I'm interested to see it. I hope he goes out on top. I might not even watch it because it might be too disappointing. Um, but uh, uh, but there you have it. Uh, Anderson Silva retirement fight. Crossing my fingers that uh, it comes away on a positive note um, there. Hey, Sandu MMA, thank you so much for doing this. How do people find you on the internet if they're looking for you? It's Sandu MMA, S-A-N-D-H-U-M-M-A on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'm always providing the odds courtesy of my friends at Bet Online hey. weekly, all the time. So if you're interested in what the odds are and if you want to you know, track you know, uh, the odds via social media, I'm always there. I'm always there to help you out. Drop the odds on Twitter, on Instagram. And it's not just for the fights. There's so much reaction always coming out of big weekends, right? Like there's always speculation with regards to will Khabib – you can right now, you can make a, a, a bet on whether Khabib will fight again in the UFC. Yeah. And 
if you if you will fight again by December 31st, 2021. Right now, it's plus 300 if he will. It's minus 500 if he won't. And just given, just given the the the, the Dana White interview in the last 24 hours, yeah. I'm very curious to see how that line's going to change. I love it. There's a little uh, see. There's the Sandu MMA insight, guys. That's why we bring him on the show. Um, you know, Dana White's alluding to some things, and then that plus 300. You know, maybe there's a little bit of. Uh, goods there. I'm, I'm going to place a bet for you right now. I'm putting 50 on it right now for you on, on at Bet Online, just oh. to just to do it, just to see what happens. Because I think I think you, you deserve it if it goes and goes down. Hey, Sandu MMA, thank you so much for doing this, my friend. Um, I'm sure we're going to probably talk to you next week about upcoming stuff. Uh, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this, amigo. Anytime, Damon. Anytime. Great insight from Sandu. Always got time for us. Always ready to uh, spin a yarn. On the under review show. Hey, let's get into it. We uh, we got to finish up here and send you into the weekend from the sports apocalypse. I um, we're gonna just run through this real fast. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, NFL coming up. Um, there's a couple of egregious lines, but only a few egregious lines, and one of the most egregious lines that have been ever anointed as egregious. It's so crazy. What a wild, what a weird, weird line that is. And uh, the, let's just get into it. Colts. Colts in there, what was a defense for the first half of the season? We don't know now. Uh, two and a half point favorites versus the Lions. How is that so even? Two, the Patriots not losing after a loss. Like the Bill Belichick losing two in a row, like the odds of him losing three were so astronomically small that it just was an impossibility, not an improbability. But losing four in a row? I don't think he's ever done it. 20 years. I don't think he's lost four in a row. Now, Cam Newton just sucks right now. Their defense is dinged up. They have no offense. And I mean, this is the, the part of the parcel. If you're looking around like where the blame goes, did not add any... Edelman is busted up. They got nothing on offense. Whereas in years past, they were able to just patch together a couple of people here and there to make it work. But now we're looking at like Tom Brady take just the water boy in Tampa, like he did for 20 years and turned the guy into the new Chris Hogan. Remember Chris Hogan? Was this a Belichick genius or was this a Brady genius? This is the questions that we're actually now asking ourselves. They are three and a half point underdogs heading into Buffalo. Um, this is division talk here. I mean, they, they, they might not have a hope in hell of winning it right now, but holy moly, this is playoffs they're talking about. We're halfway through the damn season. Titans, uh, six and a half point favorites versus the Cincinnati Bengals. The Las Vegas Raiders, uh, two and a half point underdogs versus the Cleveland Browns. The Raiders are doing the same thing they did to us last year, guys. If you remember, all these winnable games laid out in front of them and they just laid eggs. They were making the playoffs last year with five games, five, six games left. You look at it and you said, hey, if I'm going to bet on this pathway, shit, they, they, they had, you know, four of the last six or, or, or even four of the last five games so winnable for them and they just didn't do it. Um, we're beginning to see shades of that. Beat KC and then it's just slowly everything just kind of, they're playing some good teams, let's be honest here. But uh, it's, uh, you know, th- this is a winnable game for them against the Browns. No Odell, like, like super winnable, yet odds uh, too even for me. It makes me scared. It's a scary even. Um uh, New York Jets, 30 days, it's still sitting at 19 and a half points on the road versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Total's only 49, by the way. Not even close to the highest total on the board. 
49 and the line is almost 20 points. Oh, this is scary. This is a scary line. I got to bet on it, though. It's too crazy. Rams, three-point favorites on the road versus the Miami Dolphins. What? Yeah, exactly. Pretty odd. Pretty odd that the Rams are only three-and-a-half points favorites versus the Miami Dolphins because the Rams, we don't know who they are. We don't know. They're not who we thought they were. Um, and, like, Todd Gurley's leading the team in the, the, the league in touchdowns. How, how's that sound? How's that feel? What a weird... How a weird series of levers and pulleys that we've ended up with in the Todd Gurley saga that that is. It's so bizarre. Um, we're going uh, Steelers-Ravens. There's our big marquee matchup. Ravens just three and a half point uh, faves right now. This is uh, this is the big game, man, of, of this weekend. I can't wait uh, for this one to see what happens. Um, the Steelers look great. Baltimore have a couple losses, but only against really, really, really good teams for the most part. Uh, this is a big, this is a big game. This is, this is like, get your popcorn ready. Um, hopefully. And, uh, we got Saints, Bears, Bears five point favorite, or sorry, Bears, Saints are five point favorites over the Chicago Bears right now. Yowzas. Uh, those Bears, once again, such a tough team to, to predict, to play nice with five. What kind of line is that? Plus five point dog. What does that even mean? Uh, who is Nick Foles? Where'd their offense go? Oh, these are this is a scary game. By the way, we know the Saints. I, I, even though the Saints are underachieving, I think we know who they are. They feel we feel like we know who they are um, and what they're going to be. Uh, the Bears, we just don't. Should be better. That's maybe what I'm getting at. Uh, Niners Seahawks, big division matchup. Seahawks. Uh, once again, they love winning close games. They're three point favorites at home right now against the 49ers. I don't know what to do about this game. I don't know what to do about it. Seahawks are just like. They just don't win by enough. Like you know, they'll go on the road in the playoffs and play Philly in a wild card game and just crush it, and then they'll uh, lose to Arizona in overtime, right? Who are these 49ers too? They're be- they're beginning to to get their identity uh, back, and uh, it might be scary in these division. This is the buzzsaw division, right? It it is the new buzzsaw division of the NFL. They play super hard against each other. Um, I don't. I, yeah, it's a t- it's a tough one, but three points for the Seahawks, and then uh, finally Cowboys, Eagles. Eagles are ten point favorites versus the uh, Dallas Cowboys, who have just lost their way. It's over now that everybody's they're just beat up, they're injured, they're just a mess of a team. They have no idea what's going on. Zeke can't even do anything. Zeke's a mess. They're a mess. Andy Dalton was supposed to be the greatest backup anybody had. What a brilliant move bringing him in. He was gonna be. He was so underrated as a backup. Could be starting on any team. Oh, he's a bum. And that's Dallas in a nutshell for you. <laughs> Wild. Anyways, folks, uh, that's it for our Sports Apocalypse episode. I got to let you guys get into this weekend. Um, we're going to have uh, a, a Monday last minute election extravaganza blowout. Let's talk about it. See where the odds are for the entire Electoral College and the presidential election odds. Uh, that's for Monday before the big day, which is on Tuesday. Um, I'll be here to help you out with it. Uh, go listen to Wednesday's episode, though. You'll get the up-to-date odds as of then. Not sure much is going to change, but just in case it does, I'll be there for you. This is Damon D. This is the Under Review Show. You can find us everywhere. Go to betonline.ag. Uh, deposit with the promo code REVIEW, and then uh, you get some more money. See? See what I do for you? Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next week. Adios, muchachos.